Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. It's uh, 107 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you at Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operator place to buy office technology and software. Uh, again, our, uh, we'll head off to a River Cree Resort Casino hotline momentarily. Uh, when the province is back up and at them, the River Cree Resort Casino will be back uh, up and at them. I know yesterday, uh, Jason Kenny uh, eased things up uh, for the hair salons, uh, which will help out yours truly. Uh, it's the one really good thing I have is a lot of hair, so uh, at least on the head. And so uh, <laughs> I have to go get my hair cut every three weeks. It's just one of those situations. Uh, lucky that way. Uh, you can text us at 780 not to say that there's anything wrong if you don't have hair. <laughs> just want to establish that in this day and age. There's uh, lots of people out there that look great bald, too. Uh, uh, so there you have it. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. We're going to bring Mark Spector in for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry, but not before I read this text because it's going to let us have a little bit of fun. Paul the chemical guy says, Bob, I loved your suit last night. You looked really sharp. Has anybody commented on this yet? No. In fact, Paul, my experience with these matters, and Spec can relate to this, because it dates all the way back to our days at Total Sports. I know I had somebody uh, comment on my personal appearance once uh, in a blog that he wrote, and he had inferred that I was uh, uh, quite large and, uh, like, heavy. And as it turned out, I met that individual at a Golden Bears hockey game. He was four inches shorter than I'm 5'11". He was about 5'7", 5'8", and had to have been 30 pounds heavier than I was. So I found it a little bit ironic that this guy was making a comment on my personal appearance. But you never know what people are going through, and uh, uh, that is what it is. So... uh, 
you know, uh, sometimes you got to take it with a grain of salt. If you know a guy well, he can juice you a bit on uh, personal appearance. I know that J.J. Hebert, when he was the PR guy, uh, on days where maybe the moose wasn't quite setting right for my hair, would ask me whether or not I comb my hair with a pork chop. And I used to get a particular chuckle out of that from J.J. Uh, those were the rare times that I laughed at stuff that J.J. said. But uh, anyways, we have a great relationship now, so that's good. We bring aboard Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the horses. And horse racing, Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. And spec, uh, one in three, so you know uh, the uh, frustration with oil fan to start the season here. Yeah, she's pretty high, you can tell out there. Um, and I'm not sure it's just a matter of uh, reuniting Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle and Yamamoto is just going to fix the problem. they got a few, a few fires either that they've got to put out or fire up. Bobby, uh, throughout that lineup, I would say it's not just one line here or one goalie or one defenseman. There's a few things going on. So here's the thing, Mark. We all knew the team had to be better five on five. We all knew that it was unrealistic to expect to have, for the second consecutive year, the best combined special teams in the last 40 years in the NHL. Nobody, like all the numerous times, you and me had basically four Oilers games to discuss over the course of the last 300 days. We knew that that was not going to continue. Now, that being said, did you envision a situation where they would go minus two on 10 power plays opportunities against Montreal over the course of a two-game set and lose momentum? By my count, the Oilers lost momentum nine of the ten power plays. I just did not. That's the one thing that I, and and I bring this up because there's critical times in game. Like, I'll give you an example of another sport. You're for the NFL fans. You're watching Cleveland, you're watching Cleveland play KC, and KC's got a hell of a team. And they're marching the ball towards the end zone at the end of the first half, and they get the ball down to the one-yard line, and the linebacker comes over and targets the receiver as he tries to reach the ball in the end zone. And they don't call the targeting call, and it's called a touchback, and KC doesn't get, or uh, Cleveland doesn't get a touchdown there, or doesn't get the ball in the one yard line, which they should have if the targeting, if that call happens in that situation. Well, then, as it turns out, KC's QB, Mahomes gets knocked out of the game, and Cleveland ended up with a puncher's chance to win the game. There's windows in games where that can happen. The game Saturday spec, one nothing. The Oilers get a power play in the second. And Carey Price makes a couple nice saves, but the Oilers' power play isn't hot right now. And that's what I mean. There's times they had chances last night, you know, down one out in first period, three straight power plays. You see where I'm going with this? Like, they've missed those windows, and, and last year they were bailed out in those scenarios by a power play that produced off the charts. To me, that's the biggest part, Mark. you got four minutes to make it count. Well, I mean, I think what, we, what we've seen is a power play where everybody gets their mojo, right? A power play that makes everybody feel good because they, they're, they're touching the puck well. They're creating chances. It was very often ending in the goal for the Oilers. And then it goes, it carries every player over to, to their five-on-five shifts and makes them more confident. So the opposite's true here, and that's what we're seeing. Like, I'm seeing, uh, you know, a bunch of guys on this power play that all of a sudden aren't handling the puck anywhere close to the level that they're used to handling it at. And that's carrying over to five on five. You know, Leon Dreisaitl's been turning the puck over for four games here, like, you know, at a rate that is far beneath the way he plays. He's a great player. He's not playing like one right now. So to me, sure, the power play could give you some goals and, 
And, you know, it's, it's a, you're not living on this thing anymore, Bob. This team has to grow out of, out of having the power play rescue them every night here. They need to win some games five on five. You know, I, I want to start to see the Kyle Turrises and, the, and you know, Jason had a bunch of chances at the power play. Nothing's going in for him. Maybe Neil makes it better. Uh, Jesse Poyarvi's playing okay. Nothing's going in. I mean, he's not even got a lot of scoring chances. So they need some five-on-five play. They need some foot soldiers to step up and create here because right now the big guys are struggling and the big guys need some help. All right, so let me term this differently, Mark. Did you envision a situation where they'd lose momentum and basically lose the game? And you say you can't rely on the power play, but, Mark, when you get seven power plays in a game, you got to win that game when you're getting that many opportunities. That's the point. Yeah, that's fair. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's, but I mean, it's a small window here. It's two games. The power play has gone flat. Okay. Power play has gone flat for two games. Uh, I don't think that's licensed to just lose. Right. We got, they got to find another way to win. You know, yeah. every team's going through this. Even the best power play in the league has a couple of bad games. And you still got to find another way to win. There's a whole bunch of other guys on that team that aren't on the power play, Bob. And they got to do something to help this team win and figure it out. And they got to be better five on five. They, there's a lot of things that have to get better here. Uh, I thought they were much better five on five last night. You know, that's as well as they played five on five. They didn't bleed breakaways the way they did the first three games. So uh, there's something there, but uh, they got to figure it out pretty quick, Bob, because they're starting to dig a pretty big hole. Let's uh, bang off some quick hitters. Spec Koskinen looked fatigued the third game of Saturday night against Montreal, and you and me have talked about this for years. Three and four is the killer, not the back-to-back. The third and four is the killer mm-hmm. for go- especially goalies in the thirties. You wrote about this in the off-season. Two goalies in the thirties, a little bit of a risky proposition. But are you comfortable with what you've seen out of Koskinen through the first four starts? Yeah, uh, comfortable enough. I'm never going to tell you that that if, that I like a team who's only NHL goalie is Miko Koskinen. Sorry, right? Uh, I'm not just. I'm, that's not what I'm going to tell you. Uh, that's why Smith was such a risk at his age, and he's had some injury issues, and now he hasn't even played a game, and he's done for whoever knows how long. So that's an issue. You know, I, I'm not blaming Koskinen. Not Koskinen was gave him every chance to win that hockey game last night. Right, every chance to win. The the power play is going. They should be up two, three, one, and life's good. So. This is not a goaltending problem in Edmonton at this point. Uh, Cuckoo, to me, has been fine. Chris Russell came in last night. Do you think he needs to stay in for a couple games? I guess, sure. I guess so. But, uh, you know, he'll help you, hopefully help you defend. But, you know, Chris Russell's a third-pairing defenseman. He's, he's, he needs to he, – if he's making you a lot better, then you got problems. You know, what they need is their best players to be better. They need Ethan Bear to get in there and play the way Ethan Bear can play because he's a much better player than Chris Russell, right? Now, I know that Caleb Jones, you know, they're hoping for him. They're hoping that he takes a step, and they sure could use him to take that step because, um, you know, Chris Russell, we know exactly what he is. He's a good, solid sturdy third pairing guy but your team doesn't turn around third pairing defensemen they need the guys that can make a difference to get in here and play better uh we're joined right now by mark specter for the horses and horse racing alberta seven thousand men and women employed in the horse racing industry i believe russell stays in i believe that you'll see some form of rotation jones uh russell and cuckoo sort of in those two three slots on the left side darnell nurse your thoughts on him 
he's carrying a pretty big load, right? Darnell Nurse is their best defenseman at this point. And, um, you know, he's getting a ton of ice time. I see he's getting some power play time here and there. So I think he's like everybody else. I think he's playing a little bit probably above his pay grade at this point. <clears throat> but that's the other defense, Bob, right? Like, well, you he's tell being, me. Mark, he's, he's being he's, paid $5.6 That's first-pairing okay. money, right? Okay. He's not, is, is he a first-pairing defenseman, Bob? He is on this team. Yeah, that's his, you just his, the question. His agent would tell you he's the first pairing defenseman, well, and I. So would uh, his mother. Ju- all right, just ju- <laughs> let me let me let me bring this up a different way. If I were to look at the, I put this tweet out. Even strength scoring. Remember, there's sixty. There's sixty two first pairing defensemen in the NHL. According to thirty one teams, Mark. If you look at even strength five on five scoring the last three years, I'm pretty sure Nurse is in the top twenty. Now people will say, "Well, Stoffer, you dummy. He's played a lot with McDavid and Drysaddle." That's true. He's played a lot with McDavid and Drysaddle. But the reality is, I'm pretty sure he's in top twenty five e five scoring the last three years. So uh, I'm just wondering for your thoughts right. on, on Nurse. Yeah, you're right. He's playing a lot of minutes. Right side, Bear comes back in for me. What have you thought of Tyson Berry so far? Um. <clears throat> You know, I'd like to see I'd like to see him mesh with the guys he's supposed to mesh with a little bit here, right? I'd like to see some chemistry because I think the whole chemistry with you know when this season started, Bob, we thought, okay, Tyson Berry is going to come on this power play and it's going to give that right the one right shot that they've never had, you know, a guy with a one time blast, and they've really not. I'm sure it'll come, but they haven't found that chemistry, right? They're not. He's not getting that one-time blast with nobody in front of him. It's not, you know, that power play, it, it, it always started up top and then it went downhill and it just compressed down to the net with such pressure that eventually if the first shot or the second shot didn't go in, the third one did. Uh, I'm not, you're not getting that yet. You know, you're just not getting that that guy that's running a power play that everybody knows what everybody's doing. It's only four games in. That's why. We're not getting any chemistry yet between Pujarvi and Taurus. You know, I'm not giving up on it. I'm not saying it can't arrive, but there isn't any yet. Like, I'm not seeing those two guys create anything. So, you know, these are the, you know, some of those depth guys that uh, Cahoon and Drysaddle, you know, we thought, okay, there should be something there. There's some chemistry there. Well, not yet. There isn't. So I think that's where we're at. It's, there's no been no preseason. Uh, and the Oilers came into this year counting on some new guys to have some chemistry with some existing players. And they're just not getting any of it yet. All right, uh, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. Mark, does Dave Tippett need to reunite? Speaking of chemistry, there's one line that had incredible chemistry last night, and their performance spawned a 650 winning percentage in the final 30 games of the season. The team had a 530 winning percentage before Settle got moved to second full-time and Yamamoto became a regular. So the Oilers need to look at reuniting Nugent Hopkins, Settle, and Yamamoto for a couple games. Well, that's an interesting concept, right? So, what do you do with uh, what do you do with the top line? Do you go Cahoon uh, with McDavid and what Cassian? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's an option. Uh, I mean, maybe you rotate a couple guys through there. I mean, maybe Neil gets a couple shifts through there if he comes back. I don't know. I don't know. Something's got to happen. I mean, and and as Dave Tippett said last night, you know, you just got to keep making changes till you find the winning formula. Like, I don't think he's married to anything other than trying to find a way to win here. 
So, you know, there's another guy up in the top line. Zach Cassian's had a pretty quiet start here, right? Uh, and, and so on is Cajon. So I guess you take a couple guys and put them with McDavid. Maybe you get them fired up. And, and certainly that second, you know, the other line that you just mentioned, we all know the stats. I've been reading them on Twitter for 24 hours. Everyone is in love with that line. And let's face it, why wouldn't you try that line? If I'm coaching the team tomorrow, I'm trying that line for sure. All right. Uh, Brian says, Bob, would it be crazy to give Bouchard a look? Can't be any worse. I think Bouchard, Mark, it's interesting. Toronto's going 11-7 and seven tomorrow. Does that enable the Oilers? I mean, they'd have to make a move with their roster, and they might need to make two. Now, they put McLeod down today, which means they could move somebody that's waived. So guys that have waived so far that are at forward would include uh, Nygaard. I actually haven't minded Nygaard. Uh, and sure, those two guys have both waived. Uh, I'm not sure Neil's quite ready yet. In order to activate Bouchard, the Oilers would have to move a guy back onto the uh, taxi. Um do you give Bouchard a look? Well, it, this is a, this is what happens when you have a young guy that you want to play. This is a pretty tenuous situation to put a young Evan Bouchard into. You know, that's I guess that would be my only. There's not a lot of room for experimentation and for teaching and learning. And oops, made a mistake. Okay, get back out there, kid. <laughs> you know, like hopefully they'll get to the point with their record where they can play. You know. A, take Bouchard and say, okay, go out there and learn. Because there's no such thing as a young defenseman like Evan Bouchard that goes in the game and doesn't make mistakes. And right now, this team is pretty fragile. So, uh, you know, I, I guess I want to say to you, Bob, if Ethan Bear can't play for this team every night yet, and Caleb Jones can't play for this team every night yet, I'm not sure that I love a situation for my young prized defenseman go in there son and uh, don't screw up i don't know i don't yeah. know if i like it what would glenn say they have done <laughs> uh, he would, that's a good Peter he would have played he, he would have played, played him he would have played him he said he would have said always bet on talent and that is that is the great chasm that has existed spec in the Oilers organization wayne gretzky mark messier yari curry glenn anderson paul coffee grant fuhrer kevin Lowe, the seven hall of famers they all learned the same way they played the coach bet on them and they lived with the mistakes now they were growing developing organization at that time by the time guys uh, by the way today was the date that kelly buckberger scored his first nhl goal back in 1988 but by the time guys like mac t and bucky came here they didn't have the same upside as those other guys and when they made mistakes as third and fourth line players in 86 and 87 They'd risk not playing. I think Mac T, they'd, they'd deal with it, but certainly there is a belief that those guys had to play a specific way, and you wonder whether or not it affects how guys look at how you play the game, right? Like some people say, if you make a mistake, mm-hmm. you can't play. I don't think you can live life that way. Like I, No, I, I you, think... you can't play the game without making mistakes. There's no right. doubt. Right. You, so. can't, you can't. Guys play. They make mistakes. Hockey's a game of mistakes. But, uh, and you do have to play Bouchard at some point here. I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to think is, you know, Dave Tippett envisioned a situation where his veterans got this team rolling a little bit and righted the ship and got things going in a positive direction. And now you can slot in a guy and they can bring a guy like Bouchard along. You know, but right now, he's got a whole bunch of veterans that aren't playing very well. And some of his top, top guys aren't playing very well. Uh, you know, 97's got a lot more game right now than he's been showing. 29's got a ton more game. 93's got a lot more game than a he's A lot showing. more. A lot more. A right, lot right. more. 
So, you know, those guys have to get give Dave Tippett some version of an environment where a young kid can come in and not be on walking on eggshells. I guess that's what I'm saying to you. Hey, Mark, you gutted through it. You played hurt today. You can hear it a bit in your voice. Thanks for joining us. All right, okay? thanks, Bobby. You bet. That is Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. It's 125 in Edmonton. Two quick texts. Mark in St. Albert. Bob, the best thing you've said all day today, bet on talent. Uh, we need Bouchard in the lineup. That one comes to us uh, uh, from Mark in St. Albert. Shorty. That's his handle. It's the Big Butcher. Oh, sorry. Big Butcher in Brandon, not Shorty. Uh, Big Butcher in Brandon says, I was going to say make sure I ride the pine for his four-second nap in the uh, crease to cause the goal and Koski, but he redeemed himself with a shorthanded goal. That's the game. Like, uh, Shore lost the draw and the one nothing goal. Koskin would tell you you have to have it. That's just a tough sequence. That's just a hustle play by Shore on the second goal. And to me, that was a goal all the way. Goal all the way for the Canadians. Like, if that was an Oiler player, you know, that was intuitive enough to do a bank shock a la Brendan Shanahan, I'd want that goal to count. Like, I thought the spirit of the game is that goal should count. So I didn't have a problem that they made the decision that they did. I was actually surprised they initially waved it off. Uh, when we come back on Oilers Now, we'll get to a couple more texts. You're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This text comes from Andy, the carpet guy, 127. He says, hey, Bob and Brennan, it's obvious to me that Coach Tippett is a very stubborn coach. He refuses to accept what he has instead of living up to his own words and play the guys that deserve to uh, be out on the ice. Get Patrick Russell, Jujar Kara, Haas and Neal in, Chase on Ennis, Nygaard and Shore out. Defense, Bouchard in, Jones out. That comes to us from Andy S. Well, Andy S., in fairness to Dave Tippett. Haas and Neal have not been an option. They've been on the COVID uh, protocol list. Uh, Jujar Kara, you want Jujar Kara in? There are a lot of listeners to this show right now that think it might be time for Jujar Kara to have a new address. Now, I always think a player can dig himself out of a situation, but to me, Kara was... Um, not much of a factor in the first couple games of the year. And I think one of Dave Tippett's favorite players is Patrick Russell. Uh, you, you win, Andy. You're the first guy to say they need to get Patrick Russell in the lineup. You're saying take Chase on, Ennis, Nygaard, and Shore out. I haven't minded Nygaard. Gets in on the forecheck. He's, he's quick. I think if he actually played a full season, he could maybe contribute 12 to, ah, let's say 10 to 13, 14 goals in an 82 campaign, game campaign next year in a third line role because he's fast enough to get to spots. Uh, Haas and Nygaard for me were even players. The Oilers didn't get killed in the bottom six when those guys were on the ice last season. So there you go. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, this text comes in. Hey, Bob, I, I thought you did great last night. Uh, how close is Philip Broberg being ready? The kid, uh, led a team injured and went against the best junior players in the world. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Hey, Bob, I thought you did great last night, says the texter. You know, I, I don't recognize this number, but I'm sure, pretty sure it's one of my extended family members. So thank you very much for that. Uh, 
Philip Roberg is going to finish. He's back playing and she left you. He scored the other night. So he's returned to action. Of course, you heard Ken Holland say uh, that he had a, a, a sort of an upper knee issue. Uh, I would say it was sort of in the Charlie Horse area and then had a, a shoulder challenge. He got belted against the Americans. He's back to playing. I'm like you. I mean, I was in the building. You could see. I don't know what sort of camera angles TSN was sending you if you were watching Sweden play, but Every time he went to the bench, he was hurting for certain. One thirty, off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with Chris Johnson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.